This episode of Hundy Camp Down Under is brought to you by Ridgeline. Ridgeline have just released their new performance range, featuring brand new styles and high performance fabrics for winter 2020. One of the highlights is the new Ascent Jacket for men and women. The new Ascent Soft Shell Jacket is designed for use as a performance layering piece and has been rigorously tested in the South Island of New Zealand. The new Ridgeline performance range features a new Realtree Escape camouflage print. It fits into the environment you hunt in and the colours appear to adapt to the terrain. All the new gear is available in Australia and New Zealand and for your local stockist, check out the website www.ridgelineclothing.com.au This episode is proudly brought to you by Zeiss Optics. The legendary Zeiss binoculars are founded on exceptional optical performance, outstanding ergonomics and robust construction. Zeiss innovations have constantly expanded the limits of what's technically possible. Generations of hunters and shooters swear by their Zeiss binoculars, being heirloom quality products that are passed down from generation to generation, together with the stories that came with them. Experience the Zeiss Victory SF, the most versatile premium binoculars in the company's 165 year history. Find your local stockist at www.osaustralia.com.au. With the crazy world we live in today, many of us seek the adventure of the unknown. Join us everyday Aussies from all walks of life share stories from men and women of all hunting camps. From tips and techniques to the emotional rollercoaster ride of fulfilling a lifelong dream, there is a story to be told by all. Welcome to Hunting Camp Down Under. Suck them in, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I weren't sucking them in all day. Mm. Not just beers, fucking. Like me, fucking going from buddy one fox in to the next today. <laughs> you shouldn't have said. record time. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have said famous last word, man. Oh, what a nightmare. It's tough. It's got to be something to do with the... It's got to be drought. I don't give a fuck. It's got to be drought. Well, knowing what it was to... How it, how is, it is Yeah. But they're here. They're definitely here. you just got to find yeah. them. They're a bit more spread at the moment. Yeah. Like everything else. Like the hair on the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, it's missing. It's spread out. Really spread <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Got to do me serious introduction. 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 Induction. Introduction. No, not a, it's not an induction, Craig, yeah. into the job force. <laughs> I'm sitting here with Lonnie Brockman in his hunting shack. No better place to be. And my old man Rod Hales, or Rodney, as I like to call him, which he doesn't like. I've noticed that. No, nah, the reason that I said I stayed Rodney is because when I used to introduce him, because I talk so fast, people thought it was Rob, as Rob. in Robert. So if I say Rodney, he can correct him and say, yes, Rod. We're on, we're on the right And page. I guess you can't really introduce him to, or introduce him as Dad. Hey, you Dad. don't want a bunch of blokes getting around calling him Dad. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep it up. Uh, 
No, we've, we've been having fun. We're, uh, well, Dad hasn't been out for, what, we did Winaring in January, didn't we? That was the last one you done. And then Lonnie and I had done a couple of dry runs. And then fucking Rona hit. Yeah. That sorted us out. <laughs> so that sorted all the plans out, but we managed to uh, get a few days spare. And the pig numbers are definitely on a rise. Not that the farmers want to hear that, but we've struggled to... Uh, Pattern them is probably, uh, they're here, but we're just, uh, yeah, patterning them has probably been a little bit different. We've definitely seen a few, like, oh, yeah, um, just not a great deal of shooters. No, and a lot, a lot those of opportunities stuff. just, um, well, I, uh, I've probably had the disappeared <laughs> very quickly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had an opportunity this afternoon, <laughs> I, we split up this afternoon, so we all. Ran around together. We sat off a dam yesterday. Immediately after we split up, Lonnie sees a fox. Fox numbers are in. Oh, no, there's nothing here. They've, they've, they've obviously struggled through the drought. We caught a heap last year, or when I say caught, we seen a heap last year with mange and some dead ones. And you know, things are pretty tough when the old fox can't handle it. That's right. So we've only seen a couple. Um, Dad and I checked out another gully that we couldn't see from where we were sitting. And uh, anyway, Lonnie sort of checked out the damn wall right on dark and there was a boar that obviously come in behind us. So he, uh, he wasn't happy with the presence of Lonnie. No, he gave me the, the big huff big and puff. Big huff and puff. Ran out to about 50 yards and... Yeah, blew himself away. Made me question. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no question. The old long bomb. Hmm. But he, he was lucky. <clears throat> yeah, we just saw that sow and the suckers, and then. Oh, we did see the sow and suckers. That's what made us go over the next. And couple, then we yeah. put up a a deer. Could have been a spiker without his. Yeah, his he might spikes. have cast his little. Yeah, he's cast his little top. That was last night. And then uh, today we sort of went up high, and it's probably pretty quiet. Oh no, we got onto that mob straight away, but. I smelt too yeah. much. That's it. We had that. There was a decent number in that too. There was a, been a couple of good balls in that actually. I don't know where they were big ones, but. There'd have been 20 in that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably we, two um, shooters in amongst that lot. There's a lot of crop in at the moment, and obviously it's a good season. There's crop everywhere, so the pig numbers aren't central. They're, they're obviously very spread out. We um, So we just did a high run this morning, so we was making our way up to the top of the ridge really, and I managed to see them. Just as we peeked over, they were down the gully, just sort of on the, on a move, bringing, going back to bed really. They weren't feeding or anything, they were just on their way to bed. Lonnie had a sort of an idea where a pop hole was further up the ridge, but not we, at that point we didn't know that they weren't using it. They actually bedded probably 50 yards from where we, where we seen them. Yes, my uh, uh, hunting guide too skills well. are... Uh, you just know you block too well. Very piss poor. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but... Oh, I've got thick skin crap. <laughs> I'm not even going to go with it. There you go. That was all good, mate. You put me off at the fence there at <clears throat> where you'd seen one a few days before and yeah. and it worked out all right. Rodney got into a few young fellas there at all. Yeah, a good, good mob. Finally 25, his, 30 odd pigs. Put his chalkboard marker up on the wall. Yeah, and took a couple, couple of that, a couple of them, bit the dust. <laughs> Made the farm happy. Oh, I got the shits. 
trying to find a bore amongst them in amongst all the sticky beaks and what have you which give me the shits but anyway if i was sticking around tomorrow i'd go and hunt sticky beaks just so i could get on the board <laughs> and be 100 <laughs> percent okay with it okay with it oh no, no i don't want to go and sit there for 45 minutes pluck them all out of myself again 45 minutes how are you getting done so quick oh it was brutal i literally just sat there and one after the other. Yeah, there's no shortage of them at the moment, and a few of the spots on the creeks. Wow. Mate, the place is lousy with them in it. Oh. And then I, uh, yeah, I, I, I found a ball this afternoon, so I went back to where we were yesterday, and um, yeah, we, we, it's a, it's just a prime spot. Lonnie knows it very, very well, and it's always seems to produce if you're going to find something. So we, um, yeah, I mean, I just popped straight up on top of the ridge from the truck and. I was, only sort of, I was only a couple hundred yards in above where we were sitting yesterday and uh, I spotted a ball on the opposite ridge. Uh, yeah, he just did the old mystery disappearing act on me. He had it held up for a little bit longer, but it's that time of day where they're on the move, they know where they want to go. Sometimes they do too, don't they? They just know, they just know, don't they? Yeah. I thought he was where he was and then I looked up again. I, I'd gone 80 yards and he'd gone 200. <laughs> yeah. You find yourself looking 500 yards in front of them to see what it is they're actually trying to get to. Get to. Some, yeah. And it, it was a, it was a short gully. There's water in the bottom of it, like big tanks in the bottom of dams, and then it's a short gully and it comes into a big basin at the top, like on top of the ridge, plenty of feed and kind of had a pretty good gut feeling. That's where he was going, but I thought he was just going. I was hoping that he'd give us a bit more time, but uh, it didn't happen. The wind was not in my favour, so I tried to go up a pretty nasty sort of pretty hard ridge very rocky and covered in sticky bags farmers friends too. yeah noisy as shit and I think the wind swelled he, it was a bit of I had no chance let's be honest <laughs> he was he was pretty safe but I thought he I thought I'd pop up there and he might have been just happy to be feeding through the fence or something like that but he wasn't I'd never seen him again and I think he was he was half Andy I think you said you seen him last time Pretty well the same colourings of a ball that I seen uh, the other week and had the pretty well the same, um, yeah, the same deal with, you know, head down, going somewhere, so. Yep. Every chance it could have been him, but every chance it wasn't as well. There's plenty of Definitely more than one black and white one here. <laughs> oh, yep, yep, I'll give you that. Yeah. Every day, every tank we've gone to is like had had sign in it, like whether it's a couple of days old, week old, but it's not hot. Oh, yes, it was warm, but it's not hot enough for them to be no. smashing it. It's not far off, but it's uh, yeah, really, it's the first six months to eight months after the, uh, you know, probably one of the worst droughts they've seen. So, you know, they're going to be still a little bit all over the place. The cattle are just literally. Well, we said today, I don't think you could see a cow in better condition. It is unbelievable. So everything's bouncing back, so they're all over the place. They're not having to stay out and feed. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's probably a tough hunting conditions. But. Yeah, the, the older sows and, and a couple <coughs> of the, there was a couple of old boars that were looking a bit poor on it, which I could find in the sticky beaks, but they, they vanished before they'd give me a chance to have a shot. But the sows that were there, they were in... The younger ones, they're in prime condition. How's, that, how's those well. little ones in that gully there today? Yeah, they're in top nick. Mm. Like little footballs. Isn't it, a, isn't it a sweet little spot, that? Oh, it's paradise. It was like big rock wall formations and you wouldn't even know it was there unless 
Mm -hmm. You know it's there, to be honest. And there's been some really big pigs down there. Some real there's good There's plenty of We just, yeah, the wind, obviously, it's one of them spots where the wind's, you either got it or you don't. But it's, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's sort of only really, oh, there's two ways into it, but one way. Yeah. Even when the directional is in your favour and, and a good directional, it still bounces off those yeah. canyon walls. Because uh, yeah. it sort of, as you notice, it sort of, zigzags in and out <coughs> and um, yeah breeze sort of bounces off and so yep. sometimes it's sort of better to, to shortcut yep. and sort of cut across to the next next side to keep that uh, to keep that wind in your favor but, yeah yeah so we are uh, Lauren's going to head home early in the morning and spend some family time and we'll have a hunt in the morning and then and then hit the road yeah, head back um, but it's been good. I mean, it's it's good to see everything firing back off, and I seen it probably nearly its worst last year. And yeah. I nearly got lost. I didn't know where to go. It looked that different, but. Yeah, I, I actually couldn't remember whether you'd only been here just that once, or whether yeah. you'd actually had a chance to see it since it had bounced back. But no, that was it. Oh, I was meant to come last time with you, but I couldn't couldn't get here. Yeah. But, uh, no, a different looking place. You wouldn't recognise. Yeah. But obviously, uh, apart from hunting, obviously one of the reasons is a lot of people ask me how I got into hunting and things like that. Well, completely honest, I don't really know anything different, but Dad was probably one of the, or was the person that got me into it. And there's a there's a fair history, so it's a little bit easier having Lonnie here to <laughs> hear the stories, because obviously I know a lot of them, so, but to prompt. Um, Dad's how long you bow hunted? How long have you bow hunted? Oh, now about fifty-five years. Yeah, he's done a little while, so uh, <laughs> it yeah. cracks me up. We we started started with the bow. I picked up the first bow. It wasn't much of a bow, just a little fiberglass jobby, and I shot a few rabbits with that. That was when I was about seven, and then I got a bit older and jumped on the old bus and went into Parramatta back in them days and into the sports store and looked at a not a bad looking recurve. Couldn't afford it, so I didn't buy that one. So then when I I just had fiberglass jobbies, cheapies, still shot plenty of rabbits with them. Shot used to shoot them on the run with me, me little dog, he'd go into the blackberries and when they'd come out I'd shoot them, lose me arrow and then I'd have to give up because I usually shot the <laughs> rabbit through the guts and the arrow went through and the rabbit would keep going and then the dog would catch him so then we'd still take the rabbit home and the dog would end up with a feed. So then later on, when I got about uh, 16, um, and I got my motorbike and I started working near Bankstown Airport. <coughs> there was a uh, fella selling a bit of archery gear there, which is um, end up being uh, Jim Larvin. So and, some, of the, some of the old guys are really going to know like how long Dad's been in it when he starts to mention <coughs> a few of these names. So uh, hopefully Dave, Dave Wadding listens to this one because I know he was, uh, <laughs> he's made some similar <laughs> names. So. But, uh, sorry, mate, keep going. Yeah, and um, he had a fair bit of nice gear, and I bought a Renwegen Hunter, which was an American bow back then, 50-pounder. And I had that for uh, a lot of years. I shot a lot of pigs, squillion goats, what we used to do in those days. Was sort of, they'd come along, and you'd, numbers were the game because there was plenty of them, and you, you just shot them, and the farmers wanted them gone, so you shot them. But... Um, yeah, changed a bit over the years and the gears changed 
There's some great, Rodney's great a, stuff now. Rodney's a true blue trophy owner. Yeah. You've probably seen a lot change over the years, mate. Oh, I, ha I have. And technology aside, even, you know, the, the mentality of a hunter. Yeah. That's, that's bloody changed the shitload too. Yeah, the, the, a lot of the guys now, and, and including myself and that, I like to just hunt a good big boar and not just go and shoot everything that comes out, and, unless I haven't shot for six months, and then if a sow goes and <laughs> so that was a great example. It, <laughs> comes in front of me, well, she's in trouble. But uh, well, no, well, I, I like to hunt a good boar. You can't beat and hunt big big boars. There they go. Second, and I had, a, mm. I had a piggy, piggery for over 20 years, and the pigs that we have were massive and... You know, I used to load 35 to the abattoirs every Monday and run them up to Fred Fredericton up near Kempsey. So, yeah, I sell about 2,500 a, a year, about two and a quarter tonne of pork every every week. So, yeah, I a, no, a little bit of about pigs. And uh, every chance we got when we were able to get away, if I could get someone to, to look after them or whatever, we'd, we'd go for a hunt. So we did a lot around... Mary War, um, mainly there at that stage, but um, yeah, that was a good place. Got a lot of big pigs around there, and Craig sort of got into it. And then later, or well not that later, we um, got right into 3D. We were doing that fair fair bit and not going hunting so it was much. Like twelve. Yeah, Craig 12 was about Craig. twelve, and I bought him a little Martin Jag. Poundage was a bit high for him, but he was strong enough. He handled it all right. I did a few 360s trying to pull back in yeah. the first days. <laughs> he couldn't wind it back enough in those days, but anyway, he still shot up. Shot his first couple of rabbits and then a few goats. And then moved into the pigs. And, uh, haven't looked back since. So when you go back, when did you first start going? Because we had, so we had relations, or we still do have relations at Ningen, but you, you sort of worked out there as a farm, like, Tell us about the days when you used to, with the boys, with the bikes and the 3030 and yeah, talk about some of the numbers that you used to hunt back then. Well, the good mates I went to high school with and that, Gano and that, they're up, they're up, uh, up the coast a bit now and Pete, he lives near me in uh, Wingham. We all used to go up to Moree a fair bit and the numbers we used to shoot up there with a just in the ute and spotlighting and what have you, and then walk them using shotguns and that through the lignum and that. It was nothing for us to get about 150, 180-odd pigs, shoot out of them probably 30, 40 boars off the stubble paddocks at night. Um, I think Lonnie, they, they, they Lonnie sitting here is about the only other person I know who can actually relate to these numbers. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they'd, they'd be you put the spotlight on out in the stubble paddock and there'd be probably five or six boars out there and they'd all beeline for the road and you'd just be going along on the side of the road because the property owner, he owned both sides of the, of the road, so basically that was his road, so Shall not that you're meant to be shooting on the road, but we did anyway. And we'd, 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 we'd nail them as they came off. We'd, we'd fly up the first one and we'd sort of, as they came, and one after the other, we'd be just bowling and then we'd turn around and come back and... Drag yeah, you on, didn't you shoot off the top of the panel van or something? Yeah, we uh, we had a bit of a wild night. One of the other mates there, he took his his holding panel van I'm out sure there. Had plenty of wild nights. <laughs> <laughs> this is just one of. <laughs> yeah, he put a bloody full length roof rack, just one of them bloody light pipe ones, up on the roof rack, and we we grabbed one of the camp 
bloody double mattresses and we stuck that on the top and just sat that on there and then a couple of us sat up there and one was in the passenger's seat and the other bloke was driving, which was Peter Willie. He's mad as a two-bob watch <laughs> and um, had a big bar on the front of her. He, he made up at work. We got into the stubble paddocks and we come across it were about 60-odd pigs. Well, he ran over the whole fucking 60. <laughs> he ran over four grown boars. There was about six big boars. He ran over them. He ran over them about four or five times, so they kept getting up. And he was going that fast and there was that much dust. And we were hanging on for dear life up on the roof rack, shitting ourselves, thinking he's going to roll this thing or this roof rack's going to come off. And we're saying, slow down, Willie, so we can shoot these fucking things. He said, I'll fucking run them over. Don't you worry, you won't fucking get them. Anyway, he pulled up when it just when he about to cross one of the bloody board drains, and that was the only thing we shot the pigs as they got climbed up out of the board drains because they, a few of them had broken legs and they were a bit, bit knocked about. Sort of not the done thing the RSPCA wouldn't like to see you doing it today, I suppose. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but anyway, you know, property owner, he, he liked it, but... That was, before, that was before everyone was... But there was a lot of dead pigs laying in them stubble paddocks by the end of the morning. Oh. Yeah, I bet. And we, those sort of numbers we shot all the time. His his uncle and his dad, Gano's uncle, they, they'd shot there probably 20 years before and they'd been shooting them the same then. The numbers were incredible yeah. we used to be uh, when we go down to the the back where the lignum was on the other side of the road out of Moree there we weren't that far from Mungadive where we used to hunt on one of the big properties out there it was called um, if you can ever look it up it's the um, the old post road you can actually look that up well the old post which was a square post with the post road written on it was still in the paddock <laughs> and there was just an old remnant of the old Cobb and Co. track of where was it, it used to go. Was it stock or something? Or? Yeah, it was. And that was a made sign. You can actually look that up. Yep. And we just happened to come across it by by chance when we were buddy walking down where we'd lived. Down over the buddy bonnet of the, of the panel van? No, <laughs> no, no. We, we sacked that idea after that. We weren't getting back on there again. He would have killed us. <laughs> so we, um, we got back into Gano's old man's buddy ute. His little Belmont, but he working yet. But he he wasn't real popular when he when he got home because <coughs> big ball went straight up the side and nearly ripped the front front guard off <laughs> and caved it in. So his old man didn't wasn't real impressed about that. Oh. Old Norm. Yeah, they got a tendency to do. He was a good know. bloke, old Norm. He used to lend, lend us the Ute because we didn't have our V8 Utes back then. But yeah, a couple of years later, we all had V8 Utes and. But you didn't. I mean, before that, you. Like you'd shoot hundreds upon hundreds of rabbits like down in the southwest, wouldn't you? Like, oh, yeah. We we used um, one of the Lations, which is one of the Carters. They uh, they used to have a property at um, at Orange, just out of Orange, near, not far from Goodall, where my brother was living at the time, and that was under Mount Canopolis. And we shot close to five hundred rabbits for for three days there, and and I even shot a a bunch, I took my recurve back up there and I probably shot about 20 just with my recurve in the, yep. around the blackberries and a couple of foxes. Just, but there was just sheer numbers there and then we'd walk the stubble paddocks with our shotguns and we'd shoot a few foxes and we'd down a few quail and that. It was pretty good, good hunting back in those days. So Again. back then it wasn't like you, you guys, it wasn't like now where we, you focus on something, it was like you are just going hunting yeah. and whatever that block produced. 
that's yeah. what you're hunting. But you'd focus on something if, like, I wanted to put the shotgun down and pick up my recurve, I'd go and yeah. target rabbits. <laughs> tell, tell us about tell us the story when you went, when you, I think it was Maury, I think, when you tried to take your recurve and you were like, chasing the balls and your mates were good mates. Yeah, they were good mates, but Pete was all in it because I'd got him and he'd got his bow and that, and we were, we'd been hunting a few um, goats out at Cambellago, which we ended up taking them fellas out there and... We got about, I think we got about seven or eight billies and they're still looking to shoot one with the gun. They shot a couple <laughs> of nannies and they, they couldn't believe it because I, I bought, back then, I got about seven billies one afternoon and they thought it was all bullshit. They yeah. I'd probably shot them the day before or something, I don't know what they thought. But mm. They um, soon changed their mind about what, what, what you could do with do. a bow. What a bow could do. Yeah because they made that much noise blamming at everything on the mountain. The bloody goats were on the next mountain over, you know, and we, we could see them. So they, all they did was send all the goats yeah. near us. But, um, yeah, we, uh, <coughs> we, went, we were up at Moree and I took me, me, me old red wing up there and Pete took his out with him and we come across a few good boars and that, and we were sort of spread apart about... Oh, you know, half a cable. They saw we were onto a couple of good boars, and that we started to close in on them. And I get right up to them. We hadn't seen that these blokes had come in, and they're about bloody 50 yards away behind a tree. I'm about to nail this bloody big boar, and next minute, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and they come along, and they said, Yeah, what do you reckon about that? And I said, Not real fucking impressed. <laughs> they thought it was a great joke. But, you know, so every time I'd go anywhere, they'd keep an eye, and every time I'd go to get near it, they'd shoot it with the fucking rifles. <laughs> Shit. So, you know, it was a bloody bit of a waste of time. So Pete and I sort of went off our separate ways, and we shot a few in the in the lignum. But, um, yeah, hard to find them in the bloody lignum when they bloody disappear in the big things, because I wouldn't when call did, it in uh, after. When, when did you start to see the, the change in, like, access and properties like how long ago was that when when it was starting to get get harder and harder to get onto onto places well it sort of i've always had i had a lot of contacts with coming off a poultry big poultry farm the old man had a lot of good mates we accessed direct off a lot of the property owners and that the the grain that we used on the poultry farm and we also had a few pigs back then before we had the the big piggery up at, at Taree, and uh, sort of, I noticed that a lot of property owners had managers and stuff on it, and a lot of blokes were just coming out and shooting off the roads and on properties, and they and instead of doing the right thing and like shooting pigs and goats and that, they shot whatever was in the paddock. And a lot of stock used to get shot, just mm. for the, you know, from idiots. Yeah. So a lot of property owners started to tighten up, and that even the. The relations that I had, you know, I we hunted um, quite a few blokes like on long weekends. It was a bloody nightmare up there. It was like World War Two because they'd just shoot off the roads. They'd be shooting there and mm. they'd come in through the gate and they'd shoot around the house with a spotlight at night. Yeah. So you can imagine how things tightened. Then the copper started to tighten up on it a fair bit. And that would have been, uh, well, cripes, what was that? That's about 40 years ago. Yeah, they well, started to tighten up then. That so was all up around the Ningan area. Yeah. Would be what, the 70s? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you had, 
I mean, that, that was sort of probably the heydays, you'd probably say, as far as, like, num- like peak numbers oh, go. Ma- massive. Like, we, we, uh, we using, when we had our motorbikes and that, we used to do up around Ningen and we'd do all the trees and the, and the waterholes and different things. Be nothing like me lation up there. He'd say, uh, how many pigs you get, boys? I hope you didn't just leave them dead in the paddocks. He used to like us to burn them and that because of the, yeah, the blowfly attack, and then they'd yeah. get into his sheep and that. So, you know, we'd, we'd drag them with the motorbikes into a, into a pile and put the logs on them and we'd, we'd burn them. Was there wild dog issues back then? Or? No, not up there. Not up there. They, um, they had them in a few of the other areas and stuff, yeah. but um, not up there. But... See, there was a lot of properties there that were owned by old fellas and they were too old to, to manage them properly and where we were and the, the sheer numbers of goats and 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 pigs and that were phenomenal on those that's places. That's before they started mustering the oats, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They weren't worth a lot, a lot back then sort mm-hmm. of thing. They were more of a nuisance than anything else. It's most hard like to, like, to justify. justify even like yeah. cartage like it was bit harder back then probably you know we're so set up now but and they weren't running through the abattoirs and people weren't really eating them like they do today they yeah. you know they're pretty sought after today especially in the sydney market and things like that with the with the italians and market, what have you yeah. they kept they, a lot of people afloat during the drought the old goat oh yeah yeah big time mm. and you don't blame them too i mean they're, they're more or less stock now yeah. well, we hunted a lot around cambelligo just out of cobar and um, the two two property owners there, which I don't know who even owns it now. I, I can mention who it was. Um, Bob Ellicott was in Parliament, and it was his brother Jack. Well, Jack was a good mate of my mate's dad, which is Warren Bowden. He's since passed away. Um, they went to school together. So Jack Ellicott, he owned a place at, just out of Cambelligo, and him and his neighbour, they, they rounded up five and a half thousand goats and mm-hmm. sold them, and that made them a few dollars and kept them going when things were... Even way cause, back Yeah, because the sheep were worth nothing, yeah. really. Wool, the price had dropped right out of, out of the wool market. Sheep, when it was a bad season or whatever, a lot of the blokes just used to shoot them. Yeah. Leave them. Couldn't afford to feed them. Could, no. It cost you more to keep them alive. You could, you could, you could buy a full, full butchered sheep for ten bucks. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Even, even later years, I, I bought them at Wildcat for $30, a, a, a big lamb. Yeah. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Like, without getting sort of too political, like, you look at what they're doing now with the goats, yeah. obviously, you know where I'm going to go with this. Yeah. yeah. We, we touched on it last night, but, yeah. like, it, the amount of goats that, obviously, what you're saying was, mm. and now that they've got a value, yeah. you, you know... All of a sudden, it's a different mentality. All of a sudden, it's a different, <laughs> different, different story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, we find ourselves now we're in areas now where there's you know similar sort of numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming in, um, in deer. But yep. it, they're going to make the same mistake. They just shoot them and leave them in the in the, in in the, the paddock. Yeah. Rather yeah, than rather than you know. We've definitely struck that in a few of the places that we hunt. You know, we're, we're a few of the fellas that work on the place and that, they've just shot up a, a bunch of deer and left them laying in the paddock near the fence. You know? I don't understand it, but... And it's just, you know, they haven't even bothered to use them for dog meat or anything. And, and if you ask them whether they, they've, they've tried eating deer or anything like that, no, I wouldn't eat them bloody things. Mm-hmm. They're, they're good, they're good tucker. Mm. There's no risk about that. 
when you go back, um, like obviously it was pretty more, you know, there's a little bit more free spirit back then as far as like the hunting and, you know, obviously you have an access and the West was, like the West was, that's what you did when you went West, you went hunting, like that was, yeah. and, it, and yeah, you yeah, could yeah. argue that it's still a little bit the same today. Like, it is. No, it's not a secret you're going out there hunting now, like you go out there and like, oh, where are you going boys? Like it's, it's still, it's very different from mainstream, like it, yeah. when you get out the West and I mean, they, they enjoy us out there because I don't see anyone the poor buggers, but yeah. but you had a bit of a break, or probably like obviously, you know, you had me and my brother and and the farm like took over the farm and stuff like that. So that, what was it like to when you sort of picked up the hunting again? Sort of years later, like was it a was it really different for you? Like when you when you sort of got back into it, like as far as like the properties and you know, obviously there was like but, how, how did it feel to get back into it? Well, the numbers had, had dropped down and they weren't sort of there, but, and, and, the, and the gear was just starting to change, you know, the quality of gear what, that we used. What would you do to have the gear you have today to go back to the heyday? Oh. Resistantly fell off a chair. Yeah. Like the, the big boars and everything like that, well, like I shot. Many, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to ask this question. How many balls do you reckon you shot with a bow? What, then or now? All up. Oh. <laughs> Hundreds. Hundreds you of balls. you knocked a thousand over? No, I wouldn't have shot a, a thousand. Not with a bow? No, <laughs> but, but shot and killed pigs with, with bow and gun, thousands. Yeah. Thousands. Mm. No trouble about that. Lonnie, how many reckon you shot? From just with a bow or both? With all, all up? Yeah, just taken. Um. <laughs> no, so serious. You, you, you I want, where, where I'm going with this, yeah. I want people to know the numbers. What people, what some people do without your social media knowing people. So, right. so I want, you, I want, you asked me this once before, I think. On, on and you were very, uh, very concerned. I, I didn't want. I didn't want. To be honest, I didn't know the answer. To yeah, you thought to, about to, to be honest, and I, and I didn't want to just blurt a number out mm -hmm. and um, you know. But I did actually work it out on an average since then, and it would be somewhere between seven and ten thousand. Yeah. Now, I don't want people to think this is a big, big dick contest. No, it's not. A, it's far from a big competition. Where I'm coming with it is... You've got you to remember that there's been times where I've actually done it for a living as yeah. well. So. And where I'm coming with is, is, you know, some of the... I'll say old school, so sorry, Dad. But, you know, some of the experiences, so what... Like, it's a little bit like going to school when you hunt. I'm lucky, because, like, Dad's been my mentor, obviously, but... You know, when Lonnie, like, sitting here listening to you guys, like, I'm literally just driving zoned out because, you know, I've heard it all before, you know what yeah. I mean? But you guys are just back and forth, like, all day. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, and talking what? about what a pig would do in this situation. Or, oh, and you, and all of a sudden, and it's hard to prompt it now, and I wish it was as free-flowing as we could, yeah. but the experiences you get in, like, all these years of taking the game helps when it's freaking tough like this because... Yeah. Yeah. You get a bit of an idea, and that's where, where I'm trying to go is the guys listening. Now, whether it's pigs, deer, there's guys out there that when someone, when there's certain people that talk, like, 
damn get a pen and paper start writing the shit down because yeah, they've it? experienced more than we ever will now yeah because we will never have what dad had in the 70s you know as far as numbers and yeah. or you but you know with the time you had back when you did yeah that's right and and don't get me wrong like it, you you flick that number out and it is it, it is what it is but mm. now don't think for a second that that i that i feel any different now about shooting a, shooting a ball like you're nearly more pumped there, there is ball. nothing more i love hunting than balls yeah well in this country anyway I, I haven't experienced a lot i haven't experienced anything overseas but yeah, like no, I, 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 when I when I picked you up this afternoon, I said, "How would you go?" And you, you showed me the the cloud on your on your veins, mate. I was pumped. I was, I was like, "Thank God!" I I just wanted to. Oh, someone just, shot something. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that sort of took the bloody heat off yeah, me I'll, too because I was super god I really. But yeah, look, I'm I'm just as bloody pumped now to yeah. to 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 shoot one as I ever I ever ever been like it. Yeah. Yeah, you, they're always a the old boy. They're always a challenge. Like I had the piggery and everything like that, but I and all the different things that like we hunt. We go and hunt chittle, fallow. We've hunted the scrub bulls. You know, we, mm-hmm. we've, we've all taken the scrub bulls up the Cape. We and, had a good year about scrub bull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, experiences. I, I heard a, an experience today from the old mate here, and um, yeah, that was a. They're a oh, very, very scary moment a for him. Moment. <laughs> mm. I didn't have anything like that with the, the few that I've taken. And uh, Craig's had a, a bit of a nervous moment with one of his... A little nervous weight. With one of the, the ant heaps. I didn't have the drama with the, the few I got. And um, But they, they're great to hunt. They're a, a real excitement. But you speak to, the, to, to novice people or people that are, are just straight-out gun shooters and... They say, oh, you can't, you can't take a bloody scrub bull with a bow. They're, they're bloody shit, mate. You got to bloody blow them, blow them away with a big cannon. Bows today and the gear we've got today is so efficient. It's ridiculous if you're good with it, and you I go about it the right way. It. It's the proficiency with a bow and arrow is the question. Yeah, it's not the gear. By any means, you know, when we talk about that, I was like, oh, fuck, I would hit the rock on that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you know, it, you know, and look, you know, plenty of rifle hunters and oh. we shoot. How many, how many, like, you shot for how many years? Oh, a lot of years. And most of the time, that's what you did. Probably all the stuff I shot pigs wise, nearly every one of them were shot with a shotgun with, yeah. with SGs or um, solid slugs. You've just gone out and bought another self another gun? Yeah. Like we're not, we're not bad, we just sort of, we're just, like only, the experiences I'll, are different. I'll only use that, like, because I still own quite a few. I've got a, two air rifles, two my, shotguns. My police might listen. One, two, like, three. They're all legal. I had no, a the, the, the other week and I bought a rifle myself. Did you really ask? I just bought a cannon. <laughs> what, what? What have I bought a rifle for? <laughs> I looked at it the other day and I thought, what did I buy that for? What a moron. What an idiot. You could have bought a new bow. I bought it, bolted the scope, put it back in, in the gun cabinet, and that's where it's been for a month. I haven't done anything with it. Yeah, well, we took. I bought that one. I bought the, the two, four, three, and we went out to bloody Burke and and I didn't shoot it for four months. Uh, didn't put a bullet through. Came out at home and had, we put a dozen rounds through it, and it's gone back in the cabinet. That's <laughs> it. It's so go, go back. 
Impulse buy. Love impulse buyers. I'm oh, the worst for it. I'm terrible. Clearly. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Proves in the point. But go back pre the like picking the bow back up. So when I obviously I showed interest and my brother showed interest. Yeah. But go pre like what was your? We'll split this up. What's your just number one hunting moment back then? Because I, I know they're different now, but. What was the, what's the when you when we start like you, you met Lonnie there last night? Yep. Um, you know you start thinking about your stories and like what what's one it doesn't have to be bow like just just a hunting story like what sticks in your mind from back then? I'd say never forget shotguns, Moree out like a, a golf course, big boar just feeding out in dead not a tree within a hundred mile. The other blokes on another big boar, they were about probably 500 yards away. We said to them when we split up and said, we'll go and take this one and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get this one. You've got the rifles, we've got the shotguns. The old mate that was with me, Bones, he had a single shot shotgun. He was a bit 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 new to the game. Anyway, we sneaks up this thing with boar. He, he, he was just feeding away, big black boar. Out the dead open, they, they were pretty quiet back in them days, as in they weren't scared of, scared of you. If they wanted to come attack you, they'd attack you. Anyway, this thing just kept eating, watching us. We walked up to probably, oh, about 40 yards, and he's still just eating, watching us, watching us. He had nowhere to go because all the marshes were straight behind us, so we knew once he decided to go, he was going to go anyway. The boys were meant to wait for us to get up close enough to shoot them with a the shotgun. No, what did they do? Blam, blam, blam with the rifle. The old boy looked straight up. I'm heading for the marshes. We're straight in line, so he he charges <laughs> us. He's coming straight at us. I only had me uh, me three shot auto then. That was one in the chamber and two up the up the mag. It was a, like a trap and skeet gun. It was pretty good. And when you finished your third shot, it automatically stays open, so you got to throw one in it. Well, the old mate, it, I waited till it got to about 25 yards, and I just hit it f straight, straight in the in the in the face with the bloody SGs. Well, that, he just shook his head and kept coming. Well, the old mate beside me, he says, "I'll get him, Rod." He does a half trip, and buddy. Shoots a bloody hole into the ground. <laughs> Didn't even hit the pig. It's a single T shot, doing it. Yeah, he turns and does a, the alley halt for the bloody fence, which is about a hundred yards away. He's he's done the bolt, so I just waited till it, I had two shots left. I waited till it was about probably ten feet away. Hit it with that, and the last one was at the end of the barrel because he sort of slid up to me, <laughs> and then I just sort of back stepped out of the way. But yeah, that was a. Pretty scary, and, and meanwhile, the boys had been watching that and they had their binoculars and that, and they're laughing their head off again because we've been shot. I love, how, I love how the story that sticks in your head is one that is near death experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but it was good, you know. I sort of never had a real fear for them back then when it, with, with a rifle or anything, or when I was using the shotgun because I did so much and I wasn't, I knew what I could do with it, so you know, like. If, if something charged me or anything, I knew that I had the upper hand and I yeah. wasn't worried about not bloody dropping it or hitting it in the head. Cause, well, I shot, I shot since I was probably, I, was shoot, I shot a 303 when I was seven years old. I had my first air rifle when I was seven for my birthday, my first Bruno 22, which I've still got. I got that when I was 13. The old man bought me. I've still got that today. Craig will end up with that. 
But um, I've shot some rabbits with that thing. With all the shotguns that I used and a couple of big rifles and stuff like that, I shot that much. I used to shoot probably 500 air gun pellets, so I was pretty efficient with it. You know, I shot a lot of a lot of stuff, so I knew I I didn't miss. Yeah. So unless the gear let me down or something like, I, I wasn't worried about a, a charging pig or anything like that. And because I was brought up with them. I knew what they'd do. Second nature. It was second nature, so I didn't have that sort yeah. of fear of, oh, I'm just going to turn and run. Yeah. Because you're going you're gonna to die if you turn and run. Yeah. So you just deal with it. Same as you, Lonnie. You've, you've had plenty of experiences with it. It's, it's funny you say. Like, last time when, when you and I were here, Craig, like I, I literally haven't shot a rifle for, yeah. I can't remember how long. And, yeah. And you and I went across the road. Yeah. And there was five. Five, six, I think. Or five. Five, five or six pigs that were just bloody running across. The, yeah, they were, they were, I'd say, near on full gallop, you know, running across the side of this bloody paddock. And I grabbed bloody three or four shells out of the out of the out of the box, stuck them in me in me pocket, and took off in me thongs. And well, I think I shot four out of the six on, on the run. Four out of five or five out of six, whatever yeah, it was, on the run. Whatever it was, all on the run, like mm. and. And I haven't I haven't picked that rifle up in two or three years, mm-hmm. and, it, and it just comes naturally. Yeah, you pick it up, boom, boom. <laughs> it looked boom, like you did last boom. week. <laughs> Grab the rounds out of your pocket. Actually, no, I ran back to the truck. I ran back to the truck and got some more. And yep. yeah, but yeah, that's you know when when you do enough of it. That's it. We still say, say that. that to me. We still say that about the bow now. Like I. It was like that on the range on the weekend. Like, like I don't practice. I don't, like I'm terrible. Like mm-hmm. I do not shoot at all. Like and I should, but I I I'm I'm a little bit silly like that. Like if I shoot too much, I start starts doing my head in. Like I start shooting worse. Maybe that's my problem. <laughs> I practice every day and I'm still useless. No, with the like, I don't shoot at all. I didn't even go up the practice butts. No. And I shot better on Sunday at three days. Yeah, you shot well. You shot well, but I like, mean, but it, it, it's very natural. Like I. Like yeah. once you get a bow that suits you and it feels good, like that's why, like I shoot what I shoot because it feels yeah. the best. Like I've gone away and I've come back. Yep. And the gear's good to today. The to gear what I use is and it, it, it's good. And it, you know, there's so much good choice out there. You just got to find like what, you what might you go, like? I like this, yeah. and then I go, yeah. well, I like this. They're both fucking good. Like, and they're both going to do what you want to do. Yeah. And um, that's that's one thing that I that I think about quite often, and I, I'm sort of. To be honest, I'm jealous of you fellows that have been into bow hunting for as long as you guys have, because I, I don't know any different than to have great equipment. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it, you could go, as you know, you could go and buy any brand of bow now, and it'd be good. And be good. Mm. Or, or, I mean, or be. And I've said I've said this before on the podcast. You know, I was very lucky that my well, either dad maybe an old fiberglass, you know, fiberglass fence post, cork handle, string. You know, I think I should have wrapped it with it. But, you know, I used to fling arrows left, right and centre mm. with it. But then, you know, I went straight into a Martin Jaguar. Like, at the time, like, that's a flush dead bow. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, they were good in the day. 97? Yeah, no, they were a good bit of gear. 97, I think that was. Like, 97. And, you know, that was, like, I'd spit an arrow, a little dual cam, like, fast. Like, yep. you know, as good as, pretty much shot an arrow, as good as we do today. Like, mm-hmm. and that was, that's what I started. So I was shooting Cubs. Like twelve and under. So yeah, well, I once went twelve. I was shooting twelve and under. Yeah. Cubs, 
the maximum distance is 15 yards. I, I'd need to put the arrow through the damn 3D target, look, because I was shooting 40 pound at 12 years old. Yeah. And yeah. I was that's, like, that's as much, it was a 70 pound set of limbs, and we yeah, couldn't get any more. We ran the right down, and that was as much as we could wind it down. I was just shooting little carbons. Mm-hmm. Man, I was just, what well, we started with, yeah, Ningen that time, we started with cedars, and we're shooting the paddy, paddy melons across the damn wall, like 50 yards, and I was like, boop. Yep. You know, that's just, yeah. You know, so I was very lucky to have good gear straight yeah. up, and that's what's so cool. You know, you, you flash back to yeah. the days, you know, you talk about the Red Wing and the Red Yeah, well, I had the Red Wing, traded that in for one of the first pro lines that, when I say Jim Larvin, which is James, people say, who the hell was that bloke? Well, he's, he's the Olympic bloody, or was the Olympic coach. Yeah, that's what I thought. He yeah. moved into that, and he, he's still in management for, for the Olympics. Didn't you have one of the first compounds that come in? Yeah. First pro line that was bought in, he, he, he ordered and they came in, and then there was a couple of other blokes handling the um, the Hoyts when yep. they came in. There, wasn't, few, yeah, there I, wasn't many around back then, though, was it? No, no one was bringing them in. No one had them, sort of thing, back in those days. Mm. Clearly, there's like a, a a true passion, though, for, for, for bow hunting and archery, because I mean, like we were just talking about now with the technology of today's bows. How, how much were we frothing just now looking at our traditionals? So yeah. there's that appreciation oh, yeah. for simplicity. The, the yeah, great bits of gear. Oh, hunt. And, and, and great to hunt, hunt with in that because they put you back and they put more of a challenge there. Yeah. You know, there, there's always a challenge when you use a compound, but I feel confident when, like, you get up on a, on a good bore and providing he don't know you're there, he's in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. I don't expect not to... Get him, when, yeah. you know, the same as if I was shooting him at 100 yards with a, with a rifle. Yeah. I don't expect to miss him. Mm-hmm. He's in a lot of trouble then. Yeah. But when you, you get up to 15 odd yards or something with the, with the curve, you've got to be on the money. Yeah. yeah. And you you're still not, and I don't mean this like in a bad way, but you're still not 100% confident because the curve's just a, you nearly need to be part of you. Like, and I'm no traditional shooter, I don't even know one, so, but. You know, it, it sounds like it, it nearly needs to be partier when you shoot one of them. Like to get that good, to feel that confident, we yeah. dropped a few nades before. Yeah, I've got that's no right. Idea. I've, I've, I've shot one pig with with my yep. recurve, but um, when you shot them a lot over the years and that, you never really lose it, providing you don't sort of start trying to do things like if you shoot instinctive and you've shot a lot of bare bow and that, it just becomes second nature. I, sh- I shoot it indoor where you have indoor every Thursday night. Now, we've got, there's, there's probably five or six that's all got recurves and what have you. Uh, my partner shoots one and that, and a whole lot of them, we stick up little balloons, and it's amazing. All those people there, we have a competition, and we might put six balloons up, and we'll take it in turns, and everyone's, it's like a competition. We line up those six people, and they all shoot it, and everyone's got their arrows either taking that balloon out or all those arrows are around it because it's concentration. And they're not aiming because they're all shooting quite quickly and instinctively. instinctively. And people, you'd think, if you stuck a target up there, they're flat out hitting the butt. Mm-hmm. But you stuck the balloon up there. The concentration there. The concentration just skyrockets. Yeah. And it really gets people on that. And then they say, well, shit, I can yeah. really do this. Yeah. And it makes a big difference. I was just trying to think, I think, so we picked up, or sort of, we'll fast forward a little bit to like 
sounds modern now, but you know when you pick picked up the the bow again, um, I think like I used to go and get your bow out of the case and you had cedar arrows and all that it was like it was in an old wood case and stuff like that. But then we you got mine and then I think my brother got his probably six months after or something like that. But then we joined 3D. That was when 3D AAA pretty much started. Yeah. Oh, what's yours? 240. What membership number? Are you? 240. 256. So I'm 258. And like that's our, mm -hmm. you know, so it was way back. Like you, the first few hundred members. Yeah. Um, that's when 3D took off. But like we got right into that. Like we were traveling all around the state, like mm. not in Queensland. Like, but that was like, that's probably when you shoot and took next level too. Oh yeah. It it. Shooting 3D makes you you're shooting, you know, like we, we we got in the top tens and all that sort of stuff Charging because you, and, and you're shooting against all the all the old guns and that like um, Bimbo and Chica, Jeff Chapman, um, a lot of blokes um, b back then that are still, well, some of them are sort of giving it away and they're doing other stuff and, and things have happened and that, and you don't see them as much, but all, you know, top shooters, you know. Yeah. Not there. a lot of them, I feel them hunted, but not... No, not a lot of them we, weren't hunters. We Bimbo was, he was, a, and Chicka did a little bit, but, uh, and 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 Brad, Brad Smith, old Smithy, he, um, he's a gunshot. He, he, he came to a few of the shoots and stuff like that. He used to come every year to... Most of the, uh, sometimes the state of origin or a few of those things and mm. that. and um, That's where we started. Look, I did a lot more 3D before I sort of really, I went to hunt a bit. Like, yeah, well, you, you had trouble going hunting with me as you got older because you went and played bloody football. Dickhead. So you missed out on those weekends. But that's when, like we had, you know, the access got better and then where gear got better. But then once I got sort of, Oh, probably what 20 we sort of with the crews sort of with, with now I guess that's when we kind of really hit our straps and mm. shit got serious <laughs> yeah. we did what was our first year at Cape 2007 yeah. that was pretty much when it kicked off like 2007 was that, was, we really, that was Maluna yeah we really started that was like we did that we booked that trip and then it was one that I still regret because I'd booked Billy Baker yeah for that year and that was a year he passed away, old passed Billy. Passed the year before, I can't quite remember, but well, I got the phone call to say that yep. we'd, it'd have to be postponed, and unfortunately, you know, he was to leave yeah. us. But that, that's my biggest, if I was to say I have a regret in hunting, that was yeah, the one we that missed I never out on that. Because yeah. we were told for so long that we've got to get up there and do it. Yep. And that was one I regret, but we, we did yeah, not learn. Yeah, missed out on that. That's pretty, yeah, from there, that's when we sort of really... Yeah, that, 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 that it's a great man. it's a great experience up there. There's no risk about that. It's oh, it's a lot different up the Cape, yeah. to my way of thinking. Like you know, just the the country's different. Yeah. The, the pigs are a bit different. They're not like the big mountain boars, but gets in your veins. They are gets them. in your veins, and they're fiery little suckers. Yeah. And they've got good the looks. Well, they they come at you as opposed to. Yeah, yeah, run away. Oh, they're fiery. There's well, no they just feel they feel more comfortable and and more of a chance of survival if you know if they're aggressive. If they're aggressive, mm. and I I found them too. Like the the closer you get to the salt, I, I honestly believe that they go half mad. The closer you get to the salt, whether there's anything in it or not, I don't know. But uh, 
yeah, sort of half salty mad. I've heard that a few times though. Yeah. Well, they reckon that territory ball is getting freaking cranky. Mm, I know the scrub balls do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we won't say why they get cranky, but <laughs> well, yeah, involved that. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, well, we sort of. I don't know, it sort of changed everything, but you know, it always, you always sort of went back to the story. Like, it's funny, you still sell, tell a lot of the older stories, even though we've done it, you know, for the recent, you know, last 20 years, I suppose, you know, shit, I don't know how long we've done now. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could tell a lot of stories because, like, I had, I'd have, you'd be talking all night, all the different trips and, yeah, different places we went. We did most of New South Wales. My my mate Pete Bowden, his his dad Warren Bowden, he was a, he was a hunter from the time he was a kid, and he had he had properties all over New South Wales, and that's how we got to go with all the properties. Yeah. You know the Ellicotts at Cambelligo. Um, uh, we went to Pilliga, uh, Widden Valley. We used to hunt up there, and like no one's allowed on that place or anything. That's a big no-no sort of thing. Them. I don't think anyone would even get up there these days, as far as I know. But we used to be able to hunt there only because of Warren. He was friends the owners, and yeah. used to go down at the Royal Easter Show when they'd show all their stuff, yeah. their their cattle and everything. It was in a great place. The um, yeah, we a lot of rabbits, hares, foxes, quail. We used to have a good good time up there, and then other different places. I worked on me. Um, my brother's um, father-in-law's place at Binaway. I did a bit of time out there. Uh, my brother's place and property for the fellow he worked for out the back of Cadell. I did time out there, and then I worked when I left school out at um, Ningen, yeah. and um, did a stint out there. So, and I and because the age of story, that's how I got on a lot of properties out there. When I went out there, he ended up on a Friday night at the pub in at Ningen. <laughs> All the property owners in there. How you going, young fella? Yep. What are you doing? Oh, doing a bit of beer, helping him with the sheep and, you know, a bit of landmarking and what have you. Yeah, good. And old Bob, he'd say, you know, good young fella, this bloke, he, he mad hunter. Right and he said, oh, we've got a few pigs on your place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you come over to my place. Got plenty yeah. of pigs here. You can come and hunt on my place. Yeah, And, and that's like because you got them good, didn't it? The fellows back then, where they, today they say, they're bloody city stick of these blokes, not fucking coming to my place, mm. I'll hunt them, yeah. you know. Yeah. But they were different, just different nature, the old fellows, but do the wrong thing, and you yeah. were gone. I think it's the, the intent today is different to what yeah. like you generally are just like out there just doing your thing, where today there's a whole different, I'm not, I'm not saying everybody, but there's a, yeah. <laughs> there's a different underlying, you know. Well, not, they, everyone, they, not everyone's got the same intent. Well, everyone in town knew everyone. Everyone met, met at the old meeting place, which is the pub. Mm. And if the bloke said you're a good bloke and you could be trusted, you were right. You could, you could get on place. But yeah. people are very hesitant about doing it because they do the wrong thing too yeah, often. They should be hesitant too, you know. Like, they do the wrong thing. As I was saying is, either last night or, or today when we were cruising around, like this general district here where we are, they're, they're, they're really old school here. Yeah, it's very old school. Very old school, and um, one of the the next-door neighbour to where we are here now, we've, me and uh, mate Drew, we, we've hunted here for 
forever. Yeah, uh, since before we even had our license. Yeah. Um, you you walk into the into the club, and you know people people see a stranger, and all of a sudden you you you're having a yarn to one of the well knowns down there, which everyone in the district knows. I won't mention his name because he is well known, not just within this district, but everywhere. Everywhere. Um, you know, people see you yarning to him and, and, and whatnot, and you, you leave you leave the night with a buddy, a fistful of phone numbers that you're never going to get back to. Yeah. But it just comes with that respect. Yeah. Yeah. Like that they see you, you know, you're, you're talking to such and such, and you must, you, if, you're, if, if he's giving you the time of day, you must be half. That's not given, that's earned, though. That's true. People need it to is. remember that, though. That's, yeah. that's earned yeah. over the 24, was it? Longer. 30 years? Uh, he's up. Oh, he's, he's oh sorry. <laughs> he's not as old as me. 20. About 25 years. Oh, fuck, I wasn't far off. I've got to just put them there as a few bit further apart. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. I wasn't young, bro. I wasn't doing me maths, mate. I wasn't doing me maths. What about, uh, tell us a story, Dad. What, what's your favourite one in recent years? What would be... What's what's a what's a memory or story that sticks out? Whether it's like a particular hunt or what you took or oh gee, it's... there's been a few in the recent one. There's a couple of crackers, but what's one that you sort of like? If you're going to tell us, if you're going to tell someone, it's like what's your best hunt? Like what's the first one that comes in? Oh, probably be... probably that one I had with with Dino that last trip before he moved on. Yeah, he moved off that property. He moved off the property. He was he was one of the managers on. He, um, yeah, he told asked me to come up, come over one weekend. So myself and my partner Vicky, we we headed over there, and um, they've been feeding like this. It's a it's a good property with the hogs, and uh, they've been feeding them because they were going to trap them. They they were feeding them up on the hill, and before we went up onto the hill in the afternoon when I got there on the Friday Arvo, we only went up up onto the tops, Craig knows it pretty well, not far from what they call the airstrip, and uh, there was a good spotted boar, and Dino says, have a crack at that bloke down there, so I jumped out and I went and down and he fed through the fence and fed right up onto me, so he was face on, probably only about 15 yards away, face on to me, and then he just turned side on, so I belted him and he got about, you know, 30 yards down the track and rolled over and that was the end of him. So we took the hooks out of him, he was a good pig. Next morning we went up to where they'd been feeding and there was a big old spotted bull. He was feeding away, so I, Dino was filming it all, so I just snuck on down, got in behind a tree. He just presented himself nice, I got into about 20 yards. Just drew back, stepped out, Smacked him straight in the heart. He got he got about probably forty yards. Done the big spread eagles, slid down the hill in all the wet dew and that on the ground because it was pretty early in the morning. Took a few shots and turned round. There's another mob of pigs come trotting across near me, so I give him Dino my camera. He sort of filmed me. And I just sort of walked in amongst them. There was a good, good, good young spiky ball. 
just moved in with them. They didn't seem to pay much attention to me, and I just smacked that bloke. He got about 15 yards, and that was the end of him. Took some photos, turned around. There's a big black boar and a couple of other big boars just come up over out of a gully. I walked over <laughs> to them. It's a terrible problem. Walked over to them, lined that one up. Boom, he got about 10 yards over the fence. Turned over to the left, and there's another bloke chasing a few girls around a tree. Bang, I dropped that one as well. Went another, about another 20 yards, shot another one. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Dino said, that'll be enough for shooting all these bloody boars here. There'll be none left here for me to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so he said... I'm surprised you let you get that far. So he said, well, right, oh, we'll jump in the truck and we'll turn around we'll, we'll go back and have a feed. So we turned yeah, around. Yeah, shoulder's getting sore. <laughs> <laughs> we, turned around, we turned around, we went, about, we went about 200 yards and there's a big mob of pigs came out under a fence. And Dino said, we've got to trap all these things. So he said, you want to have a crack at them? So I went and proceeded to shoot about eight of them. Yeah. So I shot eight of them and that was about enough. I think I shot... F- 15 pigs for the weekend yeah, that weekend down, and that was in like two days <laughs> yeah, yeah and that was exceptional but there was a lot of other trips that craig and i did over there and we shot some cracking boars over there yeah, and yeah. when we saw some cracking boars but the yeah, only thing the thing, better the than saving was the wind the way yeah, the ones that we just wish could have or whatever you know those yeah. ones this you needed what that I call for wild pigs, monsters. Yeah, monsters. you just needed that extra two seconds, like with the wind before that turn. Like, oh yeah. man, there'd be dozens of those stories. Like, yeah. I still reckon your best one for my, for me, is the the double scrubber in the Cape. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even there, man. I come across, man. I've never seen a bloke so jacked. That's <laughs> 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 unbelievable. Yeah. Well, oh, wow. Big animals too, but... Yeah, well, sort of, I'd been a few times and I'd followed you and, and you'd got in and, and smacked a good one when we were up there at Malunary. You, you know oh, that big, 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 beautiful big bull, that fella. And I was always sort of humming and hurrying about shooting one and then so we went up there for another trip and uh, we were with my mate Ian, Ian Gray, I've, who I've hunted with for a lot of years at different places all around Walker and bloody different places and up north. And uh, anyway, that morning we were with uh, Rob and uh, Ian and myself, and, and you were off with Pat. Yeah. And uh, oh, about 2K away, we spotted a couple of big scrub balls and just sort of give them a quick glass, and there was two of them together. And Rob said, you want to have a crack at one of those? I said, yeah, bloody oath. Go over and have a go at these. So we jumped in the truck, and we, we drove up within about half, half a K of them and then jumped out of the truck, and away we went and the wind was, wasn't was blowing real good, but there was a bit of a gully and just a bit of a dip. You don't really see her to get a gully up there, up the Cape. She's pretty flat. Anyway, we went out wide to the left. He said, oh, what do you want to do? Do you want to call the shot or do you want me to steer? I said, well, I reckon we'd piss off here and head out the back the way that wind's going and we'll come back in on them and they're down in a bit of a dip. He said, yeah, but there's only one there. I said, well, I saw two. So I reckon there's two there. And he said, well, there's that bloke under a tree over there. Do you want to have a crack at him? I said, yeah, I'll have a crack at him. And my old mate Ian, he's, he's got the camera. He's over, he's hanging back a bit. We uh, we moved in on it and uh, Rob sat back a bit. And uh, 
I just moved into about 30 yards, waited till he quartered away, he was standing up, and when he was quartering away, I smacked him near the back rib and basically took out his heart. The broadhead came out the front and he gave a bit of a wobble, went over the side of the hill, and I didn't know at the time, but his mate had been laying down just under underneath where there was a big pool of water. And this thing near fell on top of him and he burst up and came running up the bank and propped up about 40 yards away. And he was, he's a cracking bull. He big sorry. And Rob said to me, because we got the, we're hooked up on the radios, he says, you're going to have a crack at that bloke too? I said, bloody oath I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I shot him too. <laughs> Went in Rome. Yeah, I just smacked him and uh, 40 yards, smacked him through the little triangle and the arrow went clean through him and stuck 15 yards behind him, straight through. Bit of a shake and down he went. Quick and, and clean. Then, and then, as easy as that, and then Rob got onto you and said, uh, Pat, Craig, Made your, dad, your dad's Craig uh, shooting all the balls. Yeah. You poor buggers couldn't find people you tried that way. Nah. We couldn't find any pigs, but so I'm just I didn't really one. care. I was pretty happy with the two bulls. Well, that set it off. That was friggin'. Oh, yeah. Did he get the one the same day? Or is it the same or the next day? Next day. Yeah, he, he next day. On that thing. Yeah, I spotted a, a bull and I just radiated him and said, do you want, you want to have a crack at a bull? And he said, yeah, that'd be good. And uh, he done a good job on that too. Oh, he, 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 sma it. he smacked him. And that's all, well, that was all filmed. And... Uh, Turned out really good that one. Uh, he was he was wrapped with that because it was it was good. There, there's no doubt about when you're hunting those scrub bulls, they're they're pretty exciting because they don't muck around. They deserve every ounce of respect. Yeah, no a lot of respect. A lot yeah. of respect. Because if you do the wrong thing, I'll have you real quick. So now we just got to get you on a red deer. Yeah. Sammy deer. Yeah, you? I've had a, I've had a good red deer myself, just by myself. I've Sneak, he just walked up behind me and frightened shit out of me. I didn't know. I'd seen him the day before. He's seven by five. He was a pretty good, good uh, stag. And uh, I went back the following day, and where I knew he'd sort of probably be walking and that, and I didn't realise at the time, but I was walking in front of him, and he come up behind me, and uh, I drew on him about forty, and I thought, nah, I'm not going to take the risk. And he just walked on past me mm -hmm. like nothing had ever happened. And as far as we know, I think he, he got cannoned a little while later. There's a few yeah, being got, taken where we were. so They got slammed off the road. Someone found out about him. And as we were discussing last night, just taking the one, they have to shoot them all. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And then sort of that herd out, which we had we had hidden for a while. But yeah. found out where that, in that spot. But the odd one's still getting around, but they're getting hit pretty hard. So... Most of hard. There'd have to be a few proud moments, mate, seeing the young bloke, buddy, taking some game. Yeah, mate, we've we've had some absolute cracking trips. We've had some good trips. We've seen and, some and, and cool shit. And a lot of excitement, you know. It's, it's a real exhilaration. Like, a lot of people might frown on hunting and what have you, but I'll tell you what, if you do it, I love it and I'll never change. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Um, Man, Something some, you look forward to. Like we're talking about, like what would you like? And we all, like we're obviously all mad bull hunters, like you know, for whatever reason. But like we're about, we had some stories that, like Dad and I, are sitting in the middle of the thickest, dirtiest crap, and you got boars going to town yeah. around you, like, and you've you've done it, Lonnie, and 
and you're looking at each other just with friggin' you can see the whites at the back of your eyes like you're that mm. like just it's when it's they're going at it you got that much adrenaline going and they're all grunting at each other oh. and they get themselves in a frenzy yeah. it gets deafening and they're walking past you and you can literally hit them with your with your bow you're just about kicking them out of the way and no, that focused on whatever they've got going on yep. yeah. and you don't move but yeah. our, first, our first couple of fellow were pretty awesome like when I shot my big one which was my first one I didn't know really what I'd shot to be honest to be very honest but like that and then that one that I, I think I've put the video up on Instagram actually but that one that remember I rattled the tripod and it just yes. like oh there's a deer there and he come by and dad shoots at like, I don't know, six yards and it literally falls over in the camera. Like jump, does that big jump over the oh, fence yeah, and then yeah, falls yeah. over? Did you see that? I did, yeah. yeah. I put it on Instagram and, and it's, a, it's just yeah. awesome footage. And like yeah. when dad turns to me, his eyes, because yeah. he's got a face veil, like his eyes yeah. are just beaming. I was like, fuck, how cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. But that's what the Cape stuff. That was, really, that was an action one. Our yeah. last Cape trip we did, that was the first one we'd really done off our own back. That was 2015. Mm-hmm. And that was like the full, you know, and that's what all part of it too, like the organisation and like that was a six-month planned trip. The build-up. It was yeah. a build-up, yeah. you know, the yeah, boat. Right. We, we ne- neither of us had driven it? up there. Yeah. So we drove, you know, you did all that Queensland out to, out to the Gulf. We spent two weeks out there just living like bums yeah. which we like to yeah. do you know like we all like yeah. to do I've got, you know I've got, we're talking there before like I've, I've got a young bloke and he's only four and a half year old but you know I I, I hope that he he's into hunting and not not because I I just know that the things that hunting gives you can, can give someone like yeah oh yeah uh, you know teaches you resilience and there's a I mean there's a there's a bunch of different things but not not only that but it'd give me the opportunity to spend more time with him as yeah. well you know like I mean because I'm not going to stop doing what I do yeah um, you know well, but, it's hard man like we're both here now both got kids at home yeah going oh, fuck like you're getting up early in the morning going home purely yeah. to spend time with yeah that's right like it I know mine, like, I know that my L's too, because the youngest one's not holding you up yet, but yep. to know, but, like, they would be here now, and yep. you sort of turn around, and you're like, well, you could bring them, but we haven't all done it for ages, so you, you do get a bit selfish, you're like, well, yeah, you I'm do. just going to go and have a weekend yeah. for myself, yep. you know, dad was coming, obviously, but, like, they're frothing on it, and you're like, yeah. it's not a bad thing, like, it's a... Mm. Uh, no, Henry's, he, he's virtually at the age now where he's going to start tagging along, and, yeah. you know... He um, probably won't won't be very quiet, but he could probably nearly keep it. It makes you, that, that, that don't it makes it so anyway. funny, doesn't it? Like they're funny little. Like we've been doing three D the last month, and yeah, I've been watching. Yeah, watching. I'm, I'm taking my three out there with the help of Dad and, and Vicky, and like <laughs> it's fucking funny. Like, but they're very low behaved. You know, people's like, yeah. oh, is that safe? I'm like, I've, why does it have to always go to safety? Like, yeah. Why does it always have to go there? Yeah. Like, that? Of course it is. Yeah. Wouldn't have my own kids there. I, I put them in a car every day to go to school. Yeah. Like, I, I know where I'd rather be. Yeah. But, you know, oh, they're just, oh, the shit they come out of their mouths. And, oh, but, no. You know, and people say, well, why do you hunt? Or whatever. Well, we were talking about last night. Well, Dad and I, especially, I don't know what it's like not to. Mm. And you're about the same. Like I, I honestly don't have the answer. I don't know what it's like not we to. We actually managed to solve a lot of the world's issues last. We time. did. We had, and we weren't even drunk. No. We're actually sober. 
That's that's correct. I don't know what it was last night. I, I was actually shocked that actually how many uh, the problems of the world we Mate, actually solved. I'm fucking guarantee it. We should have been the fucking Australian government last night, and we would have fixed Australia. You couldn't have done any more damage than what a few of our politicians <laughs> have done. <laughs> <laughs> it's thrown out of the bus. <laughs> You know, we're kind of that. Morgan, mate. They don't even get on with themselves in their own parties. Half these <laughs> politicians say, so, like that, gives you a lot of confidence in how how they're running the place. Yeah, really, yeah. we won't go down that line. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a spiral downhill. That that subject. So, what's your goal, Rodney? We always ask, who, "What's yeah, your what, goal what, in hunting?" Where to from here? Apart from the red stag. Oh. Keep hunting, I suppose. Keep hunting as long as I can. Keep yeah. trying to get up the mountains. The old, the old health isn't as good as I'd like it to be. Like a lot of all my old mates and stuff, they're all got different dramas. As you get older, the old body gets a bit run down. But um, I'll go as long as I can. You're still going all right, mate. Don't worry about I'm that. I'm fucking still walking those days. Yes, mate. But um, yeah, so that's a bit of a. We had, we had some plan. We had a good plan. Jake this year back yeah. at Cairn and then we'll go yeah, we're up to Smitty's and then we're actually that was booked in Fucking yeah we're going to go and do that state board the border closures stuff that mm. we'll do a bit out west this year I'll, I'll get a bit happening with work next year so I've got to make the most of the end of this year yeah I can we'll, handle the flat going the, the mountain we've got a bit of country so we'll knock the old I'd say we'll probably re- redo this one another one mm. a couple of months time with any luck I haven't been out west for a long time. Mm. Hit, hit, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> it's got some pretty good access the other day, so we're, uh, we're going to test that one out in December. So. Yeah, and I've got one of my old horns oh, back horns, to go and check out again. So. It's going to be good. So it's, uh, but well, these days I've probably um, I've been doing a bit less hunting, and probably not oh. only because my shoulders get a bit sore. Sort of Five three hours, hour. so I've been doing a lot more fishing. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even go down that line. Yeah. Old Dewey master over here. Yeah, I like to catch the Deweys. Been catching quite a lot, actually, lately. Mm-hmm. They've been... Um, Talking about been, sessions, we had a bloody good one the other night. Yeah, yeah, Craig we and I got... We got five. We only kept one each, for everyone that's listening. Let the other three go. Which was very rare for him because he's the best meat fishing we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I've, I have caught a lot of numbers of fish over the years in the fishing comps and whatever, before all the rules came in and the stuff. Mm. Yeah. Numbers were the game, weight was the game, and you know, yeah. prize money. I, I do have about 30 or 40 rods that I've won over the years in, oh, yeah. in the competitions and stuff. We're so, talking yeah, talk about fishing for blackfish and that, like it's the hundreds yeah, in yeah, a yeah. session. The best. Best night for blackfish that I did was after a wedding. We went and we've had a bit of a hole. It was 120. And uh, Craig's mum, she caught 80. Can fish. She she was a good fisher, fisher woman. There she was. Yeah, she won the ladies quite a few years in the Harry Pony and. Uh, I grew up pretty good with yeah. fishing and hunting. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm bloody jealous of you, mate. Well, we had the, that's how I at the farm. Drew and I were bloody talking there the other day because he knew I was coming up and you and your dad. He goes, what do you, what do you think of what do you think of that? I said, mate, I'm fucking filthy on him, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I come out of a, 
a family that were were non-hunters. Well, yeah. it's not that they weren't into it, and the old man had been hunting and, and what have you, but it was my old man's mates that sort of got yeah. me into, in, into it when I was a kid. But, you know, like to, to have that father-son relationship, you know, go on, like it's, that's something pretty special, mate, in my eyes. Like, yeah. It's hard too, I mean, because you, you do think like, you said it before about with hunt like my brother he's not an hunt and that like yep. that wasn't his thing and yep. which it, is fine it's, it's fine it's yeah, hard it is what you it know is. because it was easier for dad to say well Craig you want to go fishing yep because like, that was easy and it yep. was yeah that, that sort of that probably did a lot of it you know like I think now like with my young fellas like I you know everyone knows I've got three boys and if I get one of them that hunts, like, all well and good, but yeah. I don't really care what they do, mate, as long as they love it. But it is hard. Like, it is, you do feel like it's a bit of a, oh, like, I hope they do. Yeah. yeah well, it's just, it's just more quality time you get to spend with, is it? Yeah, and, and I mean, there's nothing, I mean, Dad probably answered this one better than me, but there's nothing better than one of you kids taking after you, like, I, I guess, in a way. I mean, I've gone fucking stupid with it, but, mm. you know, but it's only come from where, like, it started, and then I met, like people like yourself and all the other boys that I've travelled with and that like it just keeps fucking rolling on look yeah. at the store like look at the trips we plan in a weekend like yeah. we're it's, in, it's insane you can't and you know, people say oh you, you get around I was like mate I'm, I'm, I'm hunting I'm doing this weekend I'm planning the next one like I'm real like it, that's just what Flies we do but you don't do a lot in between like you you do your, like, your family time and you yeah, yeah and you work yeah, hard yeah. for them to, to go like yeah. We used to go, like, we, we sort of, when we had the good blocks and I didn't have the little ones and that, like, fuck, we were every three weeks, like, yep. and I the yeah, show, you know, like, you know, he was the manager of this, assistant manager, and, hey, mate, you, you're home? Yeah, mate, I'll be home. Well, can we come over? Yeah, mate, come over. Mm. <laughs> like, it was just every three weeks, it was... Yeah, it wasn't a drama. Hence why, we, you know, the, yeah. where you and I have said this before, like, the people that do very well today, the people who've got the time to do it. Mm. Yeah, and, the access, right. and the access to go with. That, like, that's right. You, a, you, you, can, you can only hunt the critters in front of you, mate. Exactly. There's a yeah. lot of good hunters out there now that that's right. don't have the time or the ability. Or, or, they don't have, or they don't have the blocks. No. But access is a big one now. And, and I say this all the time, but you know, that's why America really grabbed me because yeah. it's very planned. Like, you know you're going hunting. Yep. You, there's no worries about... Unless you get a virus coming. Oh, yeah. fuck. That breaks your heart. That's shit. <laughs> Yes, I am meant to be chasing elk right now. <laughs> After a goat tag that's going to fucking waste. Mm. Hey, and how, well, how good of a redemption story would have that have been? Oh. Hey, that, that's what... Fuck. Right, yeah, that shit. Anyway, it'll happen again. Well, I've got to admit, though, like this, this year, I mean, I've had a, I've had a good run. Not yeah. this one about me, this one's dad, yeah. but... Yeah, I've had a good run this year. I've, I've got, I'll take this year. Yeah. Couple of good deer, couple of good hogs, couple of good, couple of dry runs, like a couple of hard ones that you and I, we we hit some blocks that would, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe a little bit too good to be true, and yep, yeah, it was a bit like that, you yeah. know. But we tried, you know. No, no, we're, we're working on access. You know, we made some calls. Right. Like you, you, you lose your blocks as as you, as everyone knows. Owners to change, management change. Yeah. yeah, you know, and if you if you find yourself out of the niche, well then, you know. Goes, goes by the wayside. So you know you you got to keep your finger in yeah. it. Like, I mean, I, I don't know about you. Like, I'm not going to say like I don't enjoy it, but when it gets stressful, you start. 
Like yeah. it becomes annoying. It doesn't. It's yeah. like, I don't know how to say it properly, but you're frustrated. Oh, you get frustrated, with it. And, you know, and I see why you why you went down the road of the state stuff. And, yeah. Um, which is the same reason why I I, I pay for an R license. Yeah. You know. Just have that bit of freedom. Nine times out of ten, you you can't even access it because they've closed it or whatever. Yeah. But which friggin' that's another fucking podcast in itself. But yeah. Um, you know, some some weekends you just need to get away, whether yeah. it's work or whatever it is, you know, the stresses of whatever. And if going into a state forest is is what it is, hey, that'll do me. Well, that's what, like, we, you know, we, like, Dad will fish, you know, most weekends, but, like, there was one there, it's like, well, I think we, t- we took the kid, I think your boys were 3D, weren't they? And then yeah. Dad's like, I'm going fishing, so I'm like, actually, so the fuck am I? Yeah. Like it was just one of them days where everything was going cruisy. Wife was chilled out. She's like, oh yeah, right. Like, not that I would ever get stopped doing everything I want to do, but it's the respect side of things when you should do shit and when you shouldn't. But, yeah. yeah you right. know, I was like, yeah. That was about a good little session. It helps when there's a good hole of water on the beach. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know we're going to be fishing it, but yeah. yeah. That helps. Yeah, yeah I'm not a fisherman. What's your biggest Jew, Dad? Yeah. Uh, 28 and a half kilo, uh, 62 pound. Next one, 61 pound. Next one, 58. Next one, 42. I'd ask that question because there's a few boys that do. 45. Do, do, so. And then and hundreds in the, under that. Oh. Still around 30 pound and 35 pound. Probably 10 or 15 of them. And then when you're just talking about stuff that's around Soapies 20, 20 pound, yeah. oh, probably about 80 of them. Yeah. You like using lures, Doug? What's that? <laughs> exactly. He's a bait I'm, fisherman. I'm a bait fisherman. Bait fisherman. I haven't seen a f- bloody Jewfish get fat on eating plastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The last lot of Jew we've been catching, they've fish. been just full of white bait. Yeah, chocolate. Little white man. bait. Oh. Absolutely chocolate. But then and we catch them on the squid. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> try that one out. No, we, we, yeah, we can't put, Like, we did a lot of hunting, but I grew up fishing. Like, yeah. how old was I when I was going around the rocks with you? Eight? Mm. Like, I'm talking like rocks. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I could tell. <laughs> it was funny. I still remember one day without trying to talk about myself, but I still remember that old fellow rocking up. He's like, oh, mate, you're going to throw your young fella's rod out. I can throw an overhead since I was like seven. <laughs> Younger, maybe. No Jimi Hendrix? Nah. Anybody, old mates, and I still remember turning around, I was like, nah, he's right. Like, he's mid-conversational, where he's all right, and just like, rip it out. And this, the look on this bloke's face was just like, fuck. Yeah. Like I, I cannot throw like you know a spin reel yeah. off the beach, mate. I, I, I go about twenty foot. Yeah. I'm fucking hopeless. As soon as we have a big lead on, it, I, I can't throw it. Bro. I'm fucking hopeless. But then, oh, like I had dad and I, I'm like, oh, I reckon he hit that wave. Oh, I reckon we hit that fuck. <laughs> Just what you get used to, yeah, like anything, different. you know. Yeah. You become it's all about doing something natural. Yeah. Throwing an overhead's natural to me. Yeah, you yeah. go right at it. Yeah. There was an old fella, like as I was bought, bought up right on the coast as well. And there was an old fella, um, Bobby Alexander was his name. 
and uh, he he still to the to the day he buddy shuffled on he he buddy still used one of them them wood stove fireplaces. Yep, that's that's what that's he cooked on every night. Yeah. He was old school. Drew used to cut him firewood, but yeah, I think he was about his fire, used to clean, yeah. get up there clean his gutters. Anyway, this old bloke was a friggin' classic. Like he, he had more yarns than you could yeah. poke a stick at this bloke. And funny as shit. And uh, Drew's ran he was real got real crooked there for a while. Drew's rounded him up, said, Come on, Bobby, we'll take a fishing, mad fisherman. They used to call him old Zane. Yep. Zane Gray. Old Zane, Zane Gray. So yeah, Drew, Drew's picked him up one day and they've gone up the top. Uh, car park there at Redhead Beach and you got all the coal ships going yeah he said what'd you bring me up here for Bruce says what I thought you want to go for a fish you know what I mean he said yeah he goes, yeah, can I fish here? He said, I'll fucking throw out and I'll hit that chip just little little yarns like yeah. that yeah Stretching the truth of a little oh, bit. funny bastard. Yeah, it's a funny bastard. Yeah, yeah I mean, geez, the other day, like, yeah, jumping out, like, rock walking, chasing brim and blackfish and drummer and that around the rocks, like. Yeah, we done a lot of it. Just yeah. about tight. Probably still do it. We used to have tight hook and sinker without torch. Yeah. Doing the thing. feel. Just in your feels. Pitch back. It's quite easy, really. But yeah. still do it. Yeah. Take, take the young fella, the buddy. Hike the Jew back up the buddy. Pull some big bags of fish. Or... Yeah, pull some big bags of fish. Oh, like full yeah. lot low, and I might drag it along the ground. Yeah. Dad had to short me strap. <laughs> Tied a knot on the top of the strap because I was dragging no, the ground. Yeah, we're there full of blackfish. Blackfish are drummer and that. You got bloody 30 or 40 in the bag. You can. The big canvas bags I used to make and sell to the blokes in the fishing club. We could get. We could fit 60 blackfish here if you put them all head first. <laughs> Try and pick up 60 blackfish <laughs> when, when, when they weigh nearly a kilo each. Yeah, wow. That's right. So that's that can yeah. shoulder. We used to fish fish under the, the lighthouse at Seal Rocks and the climb out from under there because you've got to know where you're going to even get under there. But We could try to go back down in there and couldn't even remember to get in there. No, it's, it's changed a bit. Oh, and, 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 the, and the rocks, have, a few of them collapsed and moved. and Yeah, it's all a bit different, but oh. caught a lot of fish there. Snapper, groper. Yeah, caught a lot of fish there. A lot of big fish. Did what you ever get into the um, the tuna off the rocks or the kingfish? Yeah, Craig did a bit of that. I, I went a few times. I, I've caught them out in the boat outside. Because I had work, my own man. boat and everything outside. Fuck, it's hard work. They balloon for him. Is yeah. that right? Yep. Throw them alive, he's under a balloon. Yeah. Yeah. We went away from the balloons because it was like, it's just weather. That was the biggest thing. Yep. I ended up doing all right, but. It was hard work. Yeah, if the bait wasn't there, you pretty much just like, got up at one. Yeah, it was a limited. And then, it, then the crowds started. Like, Very um, hard to get a spot. The last time I popular. last time I fished, well, everyone knows a point perpendicular. Like I was fishing with thirty other blokes. Yeah, oh, that that's not. And a lot of blokes are good, you know. But then yeah, you good just, if you just get the wrong bloke at the wrong day, uh, like like there's punch ups and stabbings and shit out there, man. That's really? oh, yeah, yeah. Mate, they're land based game. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd pull buggers down chasing them marlin down Jervis and that. Like, that's something I'd love to go and do is, like, go and watch them boys hook that. Like, this is just another ball game. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've always spent weeks. I've lived on the rocks for weeks. It's that. Small. It's really hard work. Very. You got to be addicted to it, it like yeah. to, to chase that. Like but when you I had enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but man, you did some long days. Like mm-hmm. hey, we went, we went sessions upon sessions, but not not a run, not a single run. Yeah, it's just brutal. Yeah, but yeah, you know, good. You get some like I've had tiger sharks coming eyeball me under my feet. Yeah, like crazy shit. Yeah, having, yeah. having the old fun. having the old tigers come up with your balloons go. Just pop, 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 pop them on you. Like, yeah, fuck. Don't take your bait. <laughs> Come and pop your balloon. Yeah. Well, there's something like I was at Booty Booty and yeah, this tiger man come up underneath us just threw the big eyeball at me. Oh, I was like, oh shit. Five minutes later, the boys, the divers, boys coming down. I said, fuck, mate, no way. Like, big yeah. tiger shark. Should be all right, mate. I just jumped straight in. Couldn't give a shit. I'm like, yeah. nah. I'll feel better on the rocks. <laughs> no way. Yeah. We've seen whites and like off Old Bar Beach chasing tail and that. It's going to be white just cruising through the back of the waves. Yeah. Dad hooked. I don't know what that thing was, but we we're fishing Crowdy there, chasing Jew, and we we're getting a few Jew. And um, like the boys were surfing a bit bit early, and I landed one probably like just a little bronzy or whatever they are, you know, three and a half, four foot long. Yep. And I had a gangs on, so I did, he didn't bite me off because usually those bite you straight off. Mm-hmm. And then dad hooks his steam train and it ran straight underneath the surface. <laughs> straight underneath. <laughs> Should have seen them all shit. Fuck, they got, did they get out of that water quick? Like they were yahooing and carrying on when I got this little one. They're like, yeah, you know. And then dad oh. hooked this thing, he just locked up, mate, and this thing was just going. He was heading to New Zealand, man. <laughs> I remember it still might be popular now, but land boat. Base beach fishing off Stocko there for, yeah, for whites. Paddling mm. the, the yeah, juveniles. Yeah, the juveniles run that beach quite regularly. Yeah. I don't know what, there's something to do with this. I don't know what, it's got something to do with the juveniles. But they feed on the salmon down there. And we get them up here. I, lay, I landed about a, or oh, probably about three weeks ago I landed, four weeks ago I landed a, one Sunday night by myself. Yeah. Um, was when that counted 19, about 19 was bloody on, on and there was all these young people come past me in the dark. Took me over an hour, I landed a, nearly an eight foot bronze whaler there. Yeah, right. Yeah, good sucker. Yeah. I got one, I man, that one, I fought like two hours. Mm. It was a freaking big fish. And yeah. I'm just rolling up the beach, it was like a nine, ten footer. Yeah. yeah. I hooked a thresher shark. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Two that was, that was two. Big fucking tail. Big tail. Yeah, that was just that was, that was a fucking be. cool session. That was in the afternoon. They were smacking the, all the tailor. Fuck, yeah. we could. Fuck, yeah. we could some tailor. Craig threw straight out and then fastened straight onto a pilch and yeah. bit him off. But yeah, we don't know where the bit off or the tailor got. The tailor got me. We don't yeah. know. But yeah. he lit up when I hooked him. Because <laughs> you can always usually tell a shark. Because I, I got a. I got about a six foot grey nurse the other night, and that was probably. When was that? That was last weekend. Yeah, we always yeah. see. Yeah, we're. Grey nurse. Six, seven foot man. We're always yeah. seeing those nurses. But, but you can always tell a shark because when he comes around side on, their tail's sort of high, and you can feel it hit hit your line. Yeah, right. And yeah. it sort of rubs them in, and it'll go sort of boom, and then then you drag them back round, yeah. unless it's a big fella, and then they just about spool you. Yep. 
And Boy, if they will, big fella, they either spill you or bust you off. We've or, been sat on our asses a couple of times, so then you pull the rod out of your hand, you, you hit them that hard and send you flying because they bite, it just, bite your just stinks straight through yep. their teeth. Yeah, some big sharks get there at night time. Mm. Well, these, these are beaches that people are surfing and swimming there all the time. Yeah. But they're there. I've seen them in the waves there. That big white, sharks. That, white, that, that one went, went back of the badges there years ago. Man, that was a. Mate, that thing's <laughs> dorsal fin, mate. It must have been. Oh, oh mate, two and a half foot high, mate. Out of the water. Black. Oh, just cruising just the back wave, mate. It was massive. Up in the top of the wave, just cruising. Massive. We went, look at that. <laughs> For the whole of, there's four of us, there's two other blokes that I could. Big. That could bat, you know, shot. we're all, all at the same time, we're all 20 yards apart. It's like, look at that. Yeah. That was, that was, that was 18, 19 foot jobby Huge. to get be that because I've seen surfing. enough pictures of this it. This is in the day, the surf club's full. Yeah. Old Bar, Old Bar Beach Surf Club, anyone's local, don't swim it. Thanks. Um, old Bede, he's not long, not with us now, but he landed a, a 15, 16 foot grey white off Old Bar entrance. What, yeah. um, what are the rules, like with a, a grey nurse or a uh, oh, or you a grey white? Go, mate. You just, just got to let them go. The minute you identify what it is, you yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, you recognise it straight away, mate. They've just got all all oh, teeth. Nurse. No, but I'm talking grey white. A great white, same deal. There you go. Just, they just go. let him You just go. got to notice as soon as you got it, you're just like, oh, he's, yeah. he's got to be done. But yeah. You very rarely land a, a white unless you really set up with wire and yeah. everything like that. But yeah. with the, with the bronzies and things like that, if you hit them on the, as soon as they give you the first sort of bite and you feel it and you strike them, most of the time you just get them in the, in the gut around the lips and she don't let go. They're tough as. Yeah. So, we used to land a few of those smaller folks. We used to chase <laughs> Taylor with the pilchards. <laughs> So we'd always use gangs, mm. like three hooks gangs. Um, so like that, <laughs> usually gangs would be jammed in the side of their head, so you, they wouldn't bite you off. Yep. And it was a pain in the ass half the time because they didn't spill you three times. Mm. You're like, oh, and you kind of half thought you might have a Jew because you didn't, they didn't bite you off. Yep. And then you see the freaking thing rolling, ah, it's yeah, wasted 20 again. minutes. Yeah. But, yeah, good times. Is it fishing or hunting, Rodney? What that I like the most? Yeah. Both. <laughs> I'm able to do both at the moment, so I'll do both. Well, fishing's easy. Hunting's a bit, it takes a bit more planning. Yeah. 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 That's for sure. I suppose. When you a bit more travel involved. When you've got, oh, yeah. uh, <coughs> you don't need to jump through a hoop of hoops to bloody go for a fish too, I suppose. No, no, no it's sort of. Where, where I've started going over the last few years and that I always knew that was a good spot and sort of learn how to fish it now, just sort of like when you're chasing pigs and that, complete, you know, sort of... Complete against, completely against the rules when I say but that. But they're like, always there. We always fished it, like, you know, you'd always fish either side of the tide, like you'd always fish the outer side of the high tide or our side of the low tide. Yep. Catching these damn things in the middle of the tide. Right. Because the water gets too bumpy. Like, it's big water where we're fishing most of the time. Right. It's too rough and it gets too rough and as soon as it starts backing off, boom, you start getting hit. And they're only on for 30 minutes. They bite for 30 minutes and then they're off again. We obviously ride into it and read it like we do hunting. Yeah. You're obviously spending a lot of time, you know, to to learn these, you know. Chasing them Jew is, well, I think that's why we like it so much. It's like hunting. Yeah. You're trying to read them, you're trying to work out, like, okay, when are they going to bite? What are they going to do? How big are they going to be? Like reading the yeah. water. 
Yeah. It's like reading a habitat for a pig or a deer. Yeah. Like it's exactly the same. It's like, oh, you know, you know, they're, they're the size of the dew. We're not going to fish that big deep water because, you know, at this tide, it's probably they're a little more like little smaller fellas. So they're going to be up on the sandbank. You know, like the big fish will be in the big water. Yeah, the same. Like probably story. not quite the tide for a big fish. You know, like it's yeah. If you want to take a deer for, for meat, it's the, sort of the same with the Jew. If you want to take them to, for a feed, you don't really want to catch them and, and try and eat a bloody 50, 60 pounder. Yep. <laughs> you know, they're too dry and they're just oh. not good eating. You're better off with something that's about 15, 20 pound. Yep. You get a good feed off that and, you know, you can probably give some to your neighbour or whatever. Yeah, I'll go a yeah. big slab to my neighbour there. No, they're good. The John Oozer. <laughs> oh, years back I used to sell me Jew the big fellas I'd sell to our mate that used to sell them and I'd just buy a bit of fishing tackle with it you know yep. the all the big blokes but the these days you're not allowed to do that nah not allowed to do anything nah but anyway but no there's, there's still plenty of those there and that and it's like we get a few good years now with a bit of good weather and that and the pigs will be back better than ever and I think the deer will come come good to yeah, a lot well, of places I, I don't know how much truth in it whether it's just rumours or whatever but um, from all, all reports everyone seems to be predicting a, a bit of a wet summer so I heard that I mean I've uh, and some half reliable sources too yeah, so with any luck we can get a bit of a run and come off the back of a couple of good seasons it'd be nice again or, yeah or, or, but you know and the same with the cockies mate they, they sort of might the concentration might be on good times rather than yeah. You know, oh, I've got pigs and deer. So, with any luck, they'll start making a bit more money and growing good cattle and feed, and they're not going to worry too much about yeah, what else is running around. You know, so that I uh, I said to you there during the during the drought here on this place. Yep. He bought four thousand rounds yeah. of twenty-two long rifle, and he was trapping every single night down there at the feedlot and I, off the back of the the drought all those 4,000 rounds were gone yeah so if, if you could imagine you know a, a 22 some some pigs may have required and this is we're to, talking point to, break out to, of the trap too so people say yeah that's right well, that's yeah. A 22. So this is yeah this is the farmer trapping these pigs so you know, i mean you you know, every, two every you can't two a pig, maybe two per per pig. There's there's a, a minimum of two thousand that it's come off here, yeah. um, and that's just this farm. And and that's that's without what the droughts knocked over. Yeah, just through conditions. Yeah, and look, and we're all well for the most part. You know, lots of the conversation we have between you know all the sort of crew we all hunt with and talk to and all that. Everybody's saying, like, even in prime areas where, you know, we know that numbers mm -hmm. are generally held, we're not seeing it. Like, you and I hunted back in, probably Drew, right, June? Yeah, we're in... June, I think, yeah. Yeah, we're, like, we're in a good block. Prime. Mate, there was... Oh, we ended up finding one ball and a couple of sows, but, yep. like, it was very quiet, and you're yeah. like, no, this, it's knocked around. And then you talk to more people, it's like, mate, it's, just, it's a good time to... Yep. So do something different. Just yep. you know, you go and check those little bloody little corners that you've always wondered about. Yep. And um, yeah, we spent a bit more time with the rooster. I picked up a good one this year, and yeah, you know, I've yep. been able to have time to do that. And 
Yeah. Unfortunately, the boys doing the Samba stuff, you know, they had fires and all that, which really sort of opened up a lot of country, but that's obviously been a bit difficult of late for them boys down Victoria. That's what I understand so. now that COVID's no. Well, now they're culling or something, so I don't know what's going on. But yeah, that'd, that'd be bloody devastating for That was a bit of a kick. That's. I, I'm not going to jump into it because I don't know what's going on, but yeah, right. it wasn't. All I seen was a post that said COVID's now like obviously regional Victoria could hunt certain areas again and then they was literally closed because they're culling. I was like, that's a bit of a kick in the ass. They could have been doing that while it's shut down. If yeah. at all. Yeah. It's another topic. Yeah, that's a... That's a I need some smart people to cover me on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is not me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just chase our pigs. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, no, look, I'm, I'm hoping that it, this place here picks up. and It will. It's got the signs of it. Get you fellas back out and uh, hopefully buddy witness it, what, what it can be like here. Mm. I, know, I know Rod will be in his... Uh, oh, he's in his old one Bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah, don't I'm just glad he got old or something today, mate. I, yeah. I, the old bow needed to... Need to turn it over. Yeah. <laughs> Rock yeah. the... Well, the uh, back on her. Yeah. That's it. That's it. He's been sharp there in broadheads every every morning. Uh, we're going to he's only losing grains there eventually. Down to seventy five grains. <laughs> <laughs> I love them sharp. No, they stay sharp. No worries about that. No, all good. Well, thanks, boys. No How's worries. I hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, we no doubt will be. Yeah, we'll have to do it again if we're out west. We'll make that up. That's got to happen anyway, so. I've half booked it in anyway. Yeah. We've just got to get time off work. That's it. What do you do? Yeah, but. Uh, we'll swing it. dollar question at the moment. We'll swing it. We'll be up. Right. Yeah, all right. And we'll see what we find in the morning. Been a pleasure having Thank you out here, boys. Thanks, mate. Anytime. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, mate. All good. We'll be back. Bye for now. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Hunter Countdown on a podcast. If you would like any information from today's show, please don't hesitate to contact us on huntingcampdownunder at gmail.com or simply hit us up on any of our social media outlets on Instagram or Facebook. Be sure to join us next week for another awesome episode and we look forward to sharing another story from Hunting Camp Down Under. Bye for now.